Thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews podcast, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Reddit, Instagram, and MeWe. And of course, be sure to visit mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, on to the show. He just went inside the place. Problem solved. Do what you gotta do and call me when it's done. Look, I don't want to hurt you. If you could just pay Polly the money that you owe him. Coffee? He's not staying. Yes, sir. Hey, is that guy dead? Looks pretty dead. Is it done? I think I killed the cook. This is why I don't stand up for you. This, not good, Dom. Tomorrow, first thing, I want you to go and see that degenerate cowboy and straighten this out. Yeah, I only agreed to kill that guy, Walter, because my kid's in jail. I need the money to get him a lawyer. Welcome to the jungle. We're in this together now. You owe Polly Russo 100 grand. You got a week to come up with the bread. I got a lot of friends, law and otherwise. You boys are going to forgive my death. You really want to take this road with me? You are welcome to find out, my friend. My son's detention hearing is in three days. I don't even have the lawyer yet. Who talks? Money talks. Yeah, right. Maybe we can help each other. My mom, she's rich. Get me out of here. Your dad's working on it. Oh, great. That's supposed to make me feel better. I want you to find Jackie, and I want you to bring him to me directly. Hey. I'm supposed to be scared of you now because you got a gun? You are nothing but an errand boy. I'll bust you home. Okay, all right, let me see it. Whoa, 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 hold on. Can I put my clothes on first? Oh, God, he's a keeper. I will put up the money for your son. It seems like the right thing to do. She's known you for two minutes. She's ready to write you a check. This is very embarrassing. I'll find Jackie again. This time you're gonna whack him. Come on, Polly. Do I look like I'm joking to you? You gotta go take care of my kid. Bottom line is you made some very serious bets with me. You lost. I don't understand you, Mom. Because of dying or because your acting career didn't work out? My God. This ain't me scared, boy. This is me pissed off. have a lawyer I'm sorry your honor I apologize I'm new in town got a little lost hello and welcome to the Matt's movie reviews podcast I am your host Matthew Perkovich and this is episode number 518 releasing April 4 in cinemas across the US is one day as a lion a crime thriller that stars Scott Kahn as a lousy hitman who, after a bumbled hit on a stubborn rancher, goes in hiding from the local crime boss that hired him. Also starring J.K. Simmons, Frank Grillo, and Virginia Madsen, One Day as a Lion is the latest film from prolific director John Swab, who returns to the Matt's Movie Reviews podcast for the third time, and it's so good to have you here again, John. You know how much of a big fan I am of your movies, so great to talk to you about your latest one. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for having me, man. And congrats on 582 episodes. That's really impressive. 
Well, congrats to you on, you know, another great movie. You had three come out this year alone. And I'll talk about that a little later. But what's different about this John Swab experience compared to others is that One Day is a Lion isn't a, a, a movie scripted by you. It's scripted by the film star, Scott Kahn, um, a very popular actor on his own, the son of legendary actor James Kahn. And it's really interesting because he, I know he's written lots of plays, Film writing that I don't think he's done before. I think this is his feature film debut as a film writer. How did you come about meeting Scott? And what was it about him and his script that really spoke to you um, uh, that this was a film that you wanted to get into, even though it was one not written uh, by you? Because I know uh, that usually it's your screenplays that go to the screen as, as opposed to um, uh, someone else's work. Yeah. Uh, so, yep. Um, Scott's agent is a good friend of my producer, manager, uh, and very dear friend, Jeremy Rosen. And uh, Scott's agent reached out to him and, uh, you know, thinking Jeremy might be interested in producing the movie. I, I didn't really, it, it didn't involve me at that point. He just saw Jeremy as somebody who, you know, gets movies made. And uh, he sent the script to Jeremy. Jeremy read it. He enjoyed it. He then um, was introduced to Scott and they talked about the movie um, they got along uh, in that conversation or conversation after that, my name came up and uh, as possibly directing it. And, and Scott watched uh, Ida Red and really enjoyed it. And then from there, we were introduced and had quite a few conversations. And uh, and then we hit the ground running trying to make this thing. I was reading an interview um, with Scott and he was talking about when growing up, um, he himself had like some trouble as a youth and spent some time in, in juvie. Uh, which is, uh, you know, frame of some of the things that are happening in One Day as a Lion. But he's also talked about when he was growing up, it's kind of like growing up one side of the family was cowboys, another side of the family was wise guys. And it's kind of like a really interesting kind of dynamic there. And an interesting clash of cultures is something that really happens in One Day as a Lion. Is that something that was really kind of interesting to you as well, where it kind of seems like it was like the the, the uh, native uh, Oklahoman, uh, Oklahomians versus kind of like the uh, the interloping kind of like East Coast kind of crowd kind of, kind of clashing together? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, that that story and dynamic is always uh, ripe for a movie plot, I feel like, you know, whenever the outsiders come into, you know, the, the cowboy country or whatever. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, Scott's told me a lot about his past. And, uh, you know, I, I, a lot of these characters, I think, are based on people in his life. And, um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, we tried to just make it feel as authentic and, uh, and you know, lighthearted as possible. So, And what's great about these, these dynamics is get the cast and really cool actors playing, portraying these roles. I mentioned before, you had J.K. Simmons and Frank Grillo. Um, I love when watching movies when two kind of like commanding actors that can really command the screen kind of come together at the same time, and they shared that screen at the same time. And both Simmons and Grillo have an energy about them, a masculinity about them, and in in a very kind of intimidating on their own. Bring them together, it's kind of like almost like a fusion, you know, and you can really feel the tension there. Filming those scenes with them two um, and knowing that you're going to cast these two actors to participate in this film and be on screen at the same time, what's it like for you, not only as a filmmaker, but as a film fan, because me as a film fan, and I watch it of these movies, I really kind of cherish those moments because I just love watching really good masculine kind of actors just kind of like come together in the same screen and, put, and doing a really good material as well. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, when when I get to film scenes like that, it's kind of makes all the hard work and uh you know, all the the times that aren't so great, you know, prepping and trying to make these movies, it makes them worth it, you know. And in in that first scene between JK and Frank when they're kind of walking through his farm and uh, having a conversation, I mean, I I I like that so much. I like that that kind of clash um like you're talking about of masculinity so much that we chose to just not even shoot coverage on it. We just shot a one take steady cam pull and just let that masculinity and brooding energy just kind of, you know, uh, boil, you know, between the two of them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, those two guys are Titans, you know, they're, uh, they're absolute animals whenever they're on camera and getting to watch them spar together, um, is, is a real treat. The Matt's movie reviews podcast is brought to you by T public. Public is the world's largest marketplace for independent creators to sell their work on the highest quality merchandise. With over 1.2 million designs, Public is sure to have something you will love. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by Amazon. The world's leading online store, Amazon is your first stop to buy a wide range of products at competitive prices with fast delivery times. Amazon is also a world-class entertainment hub that includes Prime Video, Audible, Twitch, Amazon Music, and more. Sign up with Amazon today and experience the best in online shopping and entertainment. Please support Matt's movie reviews on Patreon. Get access to exclusive content, request movie reviews and top 10 lists, and help support my work. Please click on the Patreon link in the description below. Something about the movie as well that really kind of spoke to me, and I think it kind of hit me more after uh, after reflection on the movies. And movies can do that sometimes, like you'll watch it and there's certain things and it kind of hit you afterwards, right? Is that Scott Kahn's character, he's this man that's kind of like stuck in the middle between these two kind of like guys. He's really, his heart is in the right place. He's a guy who's coming from a, a good place. He's trying to save his kid from making a big mistake. He just constantly fumbles the ball all the time to the point where it's comedic. Other times it can be kind of like um, uh, this kind of like really desperate kind of situation, almost kind of like a, um, a fragility kind of exposing itself through, through like stress and anxiety and how it kind of comes about like that. That kind of heart at the matter of the story, I think it's something that um, a lot of people might, you know, on reflection, think to themselves, you know, I know I've been watching a crime uh, crime thriller, but to me, I think looking back on it, it's very much about a drama about a dad just doing doing best by his kid. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think all great movies, uh, you know, be it action movies, thrillers, uh, crime, you know, films, um, you know, even comedies. I mean, the the story and the root of it has to be rooted in something, you know, pure and honest and with good intention, you know. And this being about a dad, ultimately about a dad who's trying to save his kid. I mean. Um, kind of it, it keeps i don't know it's that's the heart of the movie so you know i think is as frustrating and um as pathetic as scott's character is a lot, a lot of the time uh you empathize with him because of what he's trying to do at the end of the day so this is a film again set in oklahoma and and i always whenever i talk to you i want to talk about oklahoma as a, a place where filmmaking is happening much more it's really interesting this year watching um, Tulsa King, the Sylvester Stallone show, because um, when I watched it, I was saying to myself, you know, 
This doesn't happen if it isn't for the independent filmmakers in that film scene doing the work that they do. People like yourself, uh, Mickey Reese, um, Derek Presley, guys like, like all of you guys putting in the work, getting the films made. Um, and, and this year as well, I think there was a, some legislation passed the state capital um, in regards to um, boosting, um, oh, let's see, um, uh, the film incentive. I think something like 30 to like 80 million, which is like a really big thing uh, for filmmakers in Oklahoma like yourself. What's it been like for you over the years to see the industry grow in your back of the woods? And how do you feel? Um, and like, I'm, I'm not going to like, you know, blow too much uh, um, wind up your skirt, but how does it feel um, knowing that the work that you put in and other filmmakers like yourself um, was, I think, in my, in my opinion, was a direct correlation to the great, uh, to the fact that so many people in Hollywood and other places are coming to Oklahoma City now and wanting to film there? Yeah, I I take a lot of pride in it, you know, and and Mickey actually has a uh, premiere tonight here in Tulsa of his new film Country Gold. I haven't seen it. Um I might I might go down there and see it if I can, but um but uh yeah, I know him, uh myself and and Sterling um you know, are kind of the three people that pioneered the initial film program. Um and you know, it's 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 flattering. It's uh it's very uh cool that people are are following our lead and making movies here now and then that we've kind of paved the way for the rebate program to to attract you know films like that but at the same time um you know we're kind of waiting for the state to uh reward us for that and prioritize our projects uh so that we aren't uh pushed out by mm. these these from out of state so yeah. i'm hopeful that that'll happen they're working on a new uh film bill right now that Hopefully we'll protect people that are from here trying to make movies here and keep movies here. But, um, but yeah, I, it's, it's a double-edged sword, I'd say. And you're almost kind of like the J.K. Simmons character talking to Frank Wheeler. It's like, look, I know you got the flash, but uh, I know the people here, so uh, I don't even know. <laughs> very much <laughs> so. Very much so. Great uh, analogy right there, yeah. Uh, final question here. Um, you know, I'll, we'll speaking at the start of this interview about just how prolific you are as a filmmaker. And not only a prolific, but the, the quality of your films are really kind of like set to that high standard as well. This year you had Candyland, you had Little Dixie, and now you have One Day as the Lion. Um, yourself and your producing partner, Jeremy Rosen, who you spoke about before, you guys are always creating, always filming, always writing. Um, where does that, that work ethic come from? Because when I look at filmmakers like yourself, when I look at actors like J.K., and like um, uh, Frank Grillo, who who work constantly and all that. To me, it's really inspiring because I like to pride myself in my work ethic as well. Like this is like my third podcast of this this week of reviews and interviews. And to me, um, like the, I don't know, you know, know the film Heat, um, uh, the Michael Mann film. There's a quote from the late great Tom Sizemore in a movie where it says, "The action is the juice." You know, it's like that's what drives us. You know, is that is that what is happening with you and Jeremy as well? It's like the action is the juice. The work is what drives us, and from the work comes more work and more work comes more satisfaction, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's very funny and, uh, and poetic that you mentioned that quote because uh, Jeremy and I uh, have quoted that to each other regarding our work ethic uh, more times than I can count uh, on this journey. The action is the juice. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I don't know where that comes from. Probably something in childhood that that, that happened to both of us independently uh, that drives us to just not be satisfied um, and to keep trying to to work and be better. Um, but, you know, I, I take a lot of pride in my work ethic, um, as I know he does too. And, you know, I, I feel, uh, 
extremely blessed and grateful to have crossed paths with him in my life and to have forged the bond and friendship we have because it's extremely rare to find people um, that you love and respect and enjoy, um, you know, can enjoy hard times with, you know? Um, so, uh, you know, th- he and I and the, in the alchemy and uh, you know, the, the secret sauce there is our friendship, you know, and because of our friendship, I think we keep kind of pushing each other to work harder and do better. Mm-hmm. And um, as you said, I, I feel like the quality of our work continues to elevate and that's, that's not by accident. That's by design. And we want to get better every time we do this. And and we have uh, our sights set on bigger things. We'd like to keep growing these movies and, and to get bigger opportunities too. And I believe we will. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, uh, the the prolificness or whatever i mean you know we're uh, it's it comes from us pushing each other and um and and us being friends more than anything so um yeah well i hope you guys do keep it up because as you know i'm a john swab guy i always look forward to watching your movies and i recommend to everyone out there april 4 in cinemas one day as a line i and i strongly urge everyone go to the theater Buy your tickets. The more tickets you buy at the box office for independent um, um, filmmakers like John, um, the better films you're going to get, the better actors are going to get quality work, and it just works out for everyone because I think it's really important that people go to the cinema and see these movies. Um, and One Day as a Line is definitely a movie you need to see at the cinema because it's got everything. It's got heart, it's got action, it's got comedy, it's got great performances, and it's got great filmmaking. And John Swab, I thank you again for joining me on the podcast. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Um, and yeah, I mean, keep up the great work, man. You guys are doing a fantastic job. And I think the, the seeds of, um, uh, of what you guys have planted in Oklahoma is really coming to fruition in the industry as a whole. So congrats on that and congrats on the film as well. Thank you, Matt. I look forward to my, uh, my fourth appearance. Absolutely. <laughs>